1: Good morning, crypto.
2: Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mario, also known as the Node Defender, joining us today. Andrew Cashflow, a.k.a. the Cashflow King, is here. And I'm going to be our third special guest this morning, so I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how the CEO of Stellar Foundation is supporting the ruling from Judge Torres, stating this provides further clarity for American markets. As the NASDAQ takes a step back after announcing they will halt the launch of their crypto custody service, waiting until at least the end of this year. Prominent crypto lawyer Jeremy Hogan provides his insight into the crypto ruling on XRP, unlocking massive amounts of capital for the new financial system. And with the SEC losing their recent case last week, We break down the details, showing our community what to watch for after this historic crypto ruling. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Mario, I'm running out of breath this morning. I'm going to kick it straight to you while I catch my breath here. How are you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here.
3: I'm feeling awesome, man. Appreciate it. Good morning, everyone. Super excited to be here. Good morning uh, to uh, obviously our brother from, from Europe, Andrew Cashflow. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great day, man. Like, we got a lot of good news in, in the crypto market like always. So let's let's get the show started.
2: Absolutely. And I want to remind our listeners, Andrew, tomorrow we're going to be having Jeremy Hogan join the show and we're talking XRP. So I want our listeners, if you have a live chat question you want us to ask Jeremy Hogan, put it in the live chat. I'll be
4: sure to ask him tomorrow. But Andrew, how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Yeah, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody, wherever you are in the world. Uh, it's here uh, 5 p.m., 5:13 5, uh, p.m. in the in the afternoon. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. Everything uh, works fine. I see a crypto market which is going up, and uh, you know uh, everybody is enthusiastic. Uh, even XRP dropped a little bit down and came came up again. So you know maybe. Some good news is there and some some nice price appreciation will be there in the in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and although so, uh, the- we'll, we'll okay. see. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Apps, Mario, always happy to see you guys.
2: Always happy to have you, Andrew. And honestly, for our listeners, you're going to be very excited about the news we provide this morning, because although Jeremy Hogan's coming on tomorrow, we've got a video of Jeremy Hogan today. We're excited to show you. We already have 195 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button and thank you for being here on this Thursday morning. We're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by checking out our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. We are about 100 followers away from 5,000. Go smash that follow button. I'm giving updates throughout the day. When we look at the Bitcoin fear and greed index, we are sitting in greed this morning, Mario, at a 56. But when we look at the daily movers, a lot of green bubbles across the board and some of our favorites are up on the day. Chainlink is up 20%, XLM 15%, and Matic up about 5% on the day. When we look at the total coin market cap this morning, we are sitting at 1.2 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 48% dominance. Ethereum is about 19%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 29,800, Ethereum, 1900, and XRP having a slight red day. It's the first one in a while sitting at 79 cents, guys. And I'm excited to show you this video right here of our friend Jeremy Hogan, who I'm going to say it for a third time will be joining the program tomorrow. And they are calling this the most bullish XRP video circulating on Twitter right now. So we're gonna play this and then discuss it, here we go.
1: And she ruled on this XRP is not a security in a very interesting way. She quoted other cases which say kind of the same thing. And so it's called what's called dictum because it's not an essential part of her order, but it is in there. I don't think you can appeal that. I don't think that's appealable. I really don't. I don't think that any appellate court can, can touch that part of the order which says XRP in and of itself is not a security which is really what the, what's important for the XRP holders. And
2: Mario, this seems to be the speculation going on right now. Is it an opinion? Is it a ruling? Obviously, it's a ruling, but we could have a post-ruling settlement where the SEC actually ends up giving Ripple a waiver. And they have – well, we'll talk about it later in the show. I have an article that corresponds to it. What do you think about this Jeremy Hogan video before we get into that?
3: I mean, man, that's really interesting. Not appealable. I mean, that's kind of the lingering uh, thing that everybody's waiting for is – the appeal. Is the SEC going to appeal? And I think it's safe to say that it's almost obvious that they will so that they can try to get uh, that away from Ripple. But Jeremy Hogan saying that it's not appealable, that's that's very interesting. I don't understand the law enough to, to know if that's true or not, but certainly we can ask him tomorrow. That's that's going to be something that that's uh, going to be on everybody's minds for sure.
2: And Andrew, one of the things we've been focusing on on our show is the fact that now that Ripple has clarity in the U.S., American institutions can begin leveraging XRP. And that's something our entire community is waiting on here. But Brad Garlinghouse chimed in yesterday. He said, it's been less than a week since the decision dropped, and I'm still overwhelmed with gratitude from this team. An unequivocal win for Ripple and for crypto in the United States. That's the bottom line. And they actually published this article. XRP is not a security. Ripple's landmark victory win against the SEC. So, Andrew, I'm going to read a couple sentences here and kick it right back to you, my friend. From day one, Ripple has said the SEC's lawsuit against the company was baseless and yet another attempt to regulate crypto through intimidation and enforcement. The court's July 13th ruling said that crypto asset XRP is not a security and it's a landmark ruling not just for Ripple, but for the entire U.S. crypto industry. This is the first industry win against the SEC and it sets new precedent for other crypto assets, tokens and securities regulation for the United States. This case was always about one thing and one thing only whether XRP could be considered an investment contract and therefore a security under the law. The court unequivocally said that XRP as a digital token is not in and of itself a security. And last week's ruling makes it clear that the SEC's misguided theory that crypto tokens standing alone are securities is not supported by the law. The decision is is a significant blow to the agency's regulation by enforcement agenda and we hope we will soon be able to back our decision as a turning point for Congress to act and create a new set of rules for crypto in the United States. In addition, the court found this as a matter of the law Ripple's XRP sales on exchanges are not securities. XRP sales by Ripple executives are not securities. And Ripple's distributions to developers, charities, and employees, Andrew Cashflow, are not securities. That's music to our ears. And I know everybody's probably gone through this litigation throughout the past week. But if I showed you this a week ago, this is best case scenario for the community. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Andrew, and then we'll continue.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, it's time for a party. Absolutely. So this is what we waited so long for, for this news. And, you know, what you see at this moment is that, actually, if we have seen a lot of lawsuits with the SEC. And how did well, every lawsuit, it was settled settled with a penalty and why because the people or, or the company just do not have enough money to pay all the lawyers and and to to do a, a battle this long and then the sec i think they really f- forgot about something that that, uh, that that Brett and his his, his partners has with uh, with ripple they had a lot of money on hand and they were able to fight and you know and this is what we need and it, it It is so unfair that you need in, in the US, you need a lot of money to win a case and else you may say, OK, let's do a settlement. So, you know, it, it's such a good news. And uh, um, yeah, when when I when I look at, at our friend Gary, I would scratch my head and say, what still can I do? Am I am I still a believable guy? Mm, not so much, well- I think. Andrew,
2: what I would say is I don't know if I'd call Gary Gensler a friend, but we got 331 live (laughs) listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Mario, what I was going to dive into earlier is the fact that the SEC and Ripple could still have a settlement, although we've got a ruling from Judge Torres. And guys, I want to remind you, tomorrow, Jeremy Hogan's going to be coming on the show to dispel all the claims that everyone else is making on Twitter. The decision will have profound consequences for how digital assets are classified in the U.S. going forward, said Ripple's lead lawyer, Stuart Alderati. The court's ruling can now be used by other agencies cross chairs and the SEC can no longer tout their record in crypto as a reason to go after the industry. This is why times have changed. And I'd like to hear your thoughts. Then we'll talk about an appeal.
3: Yeah. You know, what's interesting Abs, is that the SEC has obviously been operating under an an agenda and we see Gary Gensler, whenever he's asked very direct, simple yes or no questions, he gets really uncomfortable. And these videos that we've been seeing of, of Gary Gensler over the past few days after the ruling came out, I don't know if it's just me, but he looks even more uncomfortable now. So either we're going to see a, a complete pivot from the SEC, meaning that they're going to start going in complete opposite direction to the, than the one they've been uh, lately with these enforcement actions, or they're going to go harder. Uh, and, and I hope it's not the latter, but if they do go harder, I, I would definitely expect an appeal. Um, I would probably expect them to go after more crypto companies, although we do have this precedent now. And I don't think that can be taken away from from Ripple. But as we heard um, as we heard Crypto say, it's not over until it's over. And although we have this ruling, the case is still open and we do need to see some form of settlement or some form of closing coming from this case. So let's see what happened. But I'm very intrigued to see which way the SEC takes because you know, they have to do something. They have to counter react now. And so I'm w- I'm, I'm very curious to see which way they, they end up going.
2: I also want to react to this comment right here from King Baker. He said, I'll bet money that there will be a settlement between Ripple and the SEC and XRP will be the only crypto with clarity across the board, period. What I want to break down before we play this video of Mike Novengratz, because Mario, you said times are changing. This is somebody who's completely changed his stance on XRP. But what this person right here, King Baker, is saying, I actually somewhat believe in. What we could see is a settlement post-ruling between Ripple and the SEC where the SEC gives Ripple a waiver for their initial sales to institutions. They said, okay, Ripple, you were allowed to do it, but this way we can still go after crypto companies that did the same thing. That could be a win for Ripple and also a win for the SEC. Guys, I want to get the live chat involved. Comment a one if you agree with my theory and comment a two if you think I'm wrong. But we got 369 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And let's see how quickly things can change for the XRP community.
0: And, and Michael, I'm sure uh, since so many folks in crypto land were following this, uh, this decision related to Ripple, I wanted to get your, your thoughts and comments on it and whether you think it has any demonstrable impact in terms of uh, what's, you know, how the SEC and how Congress and how others think about these things. It, it has to force the Democrats, uh, the White House and Gensler to the table to start negotiating fair rules. Like it, it was well, just but was this a way, I mean, maybe we should explain for the audience and might maybe Michael, you'd probably do a better job than I can, what the decision was, because some people looked at that decision as a win for ripple and others said, actually, maybe it wasn't. No, it was a big, big win for ripple. And it was a big, big win for the crypto community. Like, let's not let Gary Gensler put lipstick on a pig. They lost, uh, and they know it. Uh, and, at best, the judge said, okay, now you're going to, if the SEC wants to litigate, you're going to have to litigate every token separately and every use of that token separately. And so the, the current status quo isn't going to work for the SEC. Listen, they could appeal. Appeals take a long time. Uh, you know, we can stay in court for years. But I think the message that I want to give that is really clear was what Gary has been saying, that the rules are clear, just isn't true. It's
2: and can you believe we're hearing that from a Bitcoin maximalist, Mario? This is somebody who's talked about for a long time how XRP is an unregistered security and he's the owner and the CEO of Galaxy Digital, which is a Bitcoin-oriented company. To see the Bitcoin maximalist changing their stance, it's a day for me to write in the history books, but what does it mean to you, Mario? And then we'll kick it to cash flow.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I think that it was a, it was pretty obvious that this was an attack in, in all of crypto. Anybody that didn't see the fact that the SEC coming after Ripple for uh, XRP being a security. Anybody that didn't see that that could ultimately impact the remaining of crypto. You know, it, it's it's mind boggling to me. And if we have somebody like him, I mean, if he's obviously he's obviously in the maxi category, but I think that it's safe to say that he's a pro crypto. So regardless of Bitcoin. He's pro the remainder of, of the crypto market. And anybody that's pro crypto should be happy with, with the ruling that came out of XRP, of Ripple, regardless of whether you like XRP or not. So I think that's really, really positive. Another thing, I don't know if you have a video. I saw a video yesterday of Gary Gensler making some statements of, you know, he was being asked why he didn't stop FTX. And he's like, oh, you know, because um, this is a the, the crypto problem. And it's like, no, man, it was an FTX problem. So I don't know if you have that video. I'll, I'll wait to, to make some comments on that. But that really, really ticked me off when I saw that yesterday.
2: And you know what, Mario? We talk about all the world being a stage right before that exchange with Kennedy. Senator Kennedy, Gary Gensler said, oh, we're great friends. And we had a great talk before, the, before we actually came out here. Let's start the clock. So it's like they're, they're, they're on the same team. They communicate behind the scenes. It's another example of like an Elizabeth Warren situation. And Gary Gensler, I mean, sorry, Andrew Cashflow, I do want to read some brief highlights here from Gary Gensler's hearing yesterday. Here are a couple of the key points and I'd love to get a response from you. SEC Chairman Gary Gensler testified in the Senate at a subcommittee session titled A Review of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's Fiscal Year 2024's Budget. Here are the key excerpts from his speech. Due to the lack of regulation in the Wild West-like crypto sector, we observe that investors are risking their hard-earned assets with other speculative assets. Rapid technology developments in the financial markets have led to an abuse in cryptocurrencies among other emerging fields. In fact, that's why we need new resources to prevent these new uh, abuses. There are about 15 000 to 20,000 cryptocurrency tokens today, and most of them fall under an investment contract status, according to Gary Gensler. The CFTC, which Gary Gensler chaired for a term, has no such authority here. And if you're collecting money from someone, it falls under securities law. These laws were written in the 1930s. He must have not read the Ripple ruling, Andrew Cashflow, but I'd like to get some of your thoughts. What do these latest updates mean to you?
4: Yeah, you know, it's weird because crypto is now the 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 the, yeah, the, the pain, you know, because crypto is bad and but. It is about what 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 were the bad things? What were happening? That were when crypto was in the hands of some just a, a small amount of people. So when the crypto were a little bit centralised, because we never hear stuff about decentralised stuff, etc. So um, yeah, you know it, we we can talk a lot about it, but uh, for me it's clear they still don't like crypto. We are still in the fight stage. And uh, we are not there yet. yet. However, step by step, we'll, we'll get there. And I even hear some, some, some. I don't know if you have a clip about it, but the, this guy, this con- con- Congress member, the Richie Torres, said the other day. I think this week he said, uh, you know, uh, there there are no clear crypto rules. And Mister Gensler, with your SEC, come up, come on with your, con- yeah, come with your rules and make it clear. So what you now also see that also Congress is more and more, yeah, I think, gets involved and gets the attention.
2: I agree with you. And I feel like for the first time in crypto history, Congress has the authority to act. And guys, we got 444 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I want to stay focused on this XRP conversation because one of our good friends, Mark Yusko, is going to be joining the show. And we are going to talk about the XRP ruling. And for the first time ever, guys, Mark Yusko is changing his stance when it comes to Ripple and XRP. Now, this is a video circulating on Twitter right now. If anybody watches The Digital Asset Investor, I'm sure you saw this in his most recent episode. This is Mark Yusko talking about how they came at the king when going after Ripple.
0: I, I agree with you that, that the lawsuit doesn't help uh, because people don't like lawsuits and, and they don't like regulators poking around. So I, but here, here's the thing, we're in the then they fight you stage. And it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And if you come at the king, you better not miss. And I think that's a little bit what's happened with XRP here. I-
2: if you come at the king, you better not miss. And if Johnny Crypto was here, I'd say, I hope you're listening, my friend. But Mario, I do wanna get some of your thoughts. Mark Yusko, he's been on our channel many times. And they give him a hard time. A lot of people say that he pleads ignorance when it comes to XRP. He can't seem to wrap his head around the technology. But now with this recent ruling, I do think Mark Yusko is going to be more outspoken about his opinion. What do you think? Do you think Mark Yusko is going to have a change of heart after this latest clip?
3: Yeah, I definitely think that since the very first episode or the very first time he came on the show, we've we've definitely seen Yusko kind of warm up to XRP and um, I think his opinion of it is has been changing over the, over the course of the months. So I think it'll be interesting for us to get some of his thoughts next time he comes on, as to you know the ruling and 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 the impact that the ruling has had in the crypto market. But I think it was, you know, it, it's kind of difficult to understand what he meant. But you know, come at the king. I can I mean the SEC came at Ripple. It wasn't Ripple that came at the SEC. So I'm I'm guessing he means Ripple or XRP is the king. Um, which, you know, if we look from the standpoint of market cap, XRP was definitely one of the coins up there in market cap. And so the SEC had already pretty much made it obvious they were not going to go after Bitcoin. Um, They went after XRP. They could have gone after Ethereum, but let's not even talk about that. Um, And so but regardless, I think it'll be very interesting. He said we're in the fight stage again I'm wondering, is this fight stage over? Are we halfway through just getting started? I mean, we'll find out soon enough, but I'm, it's certainly very interesting. I'm, I'm very, very excited about these, uh, these times we're living in.
2: I agree with you, Mario. And if I'm going to go out on a limb here, I'm going to say this is the beginning of when they join us because for the first time ever, Bitcoin and XRP are the only two tokens in America that have some form of clarity. And for all of our listeners, that should be very exciting. But Andrew Cashflow... When he was talking about going at the king, there's two ways you could view this. Was the SEC going after the king when they sued Ripple, or was Ripple going after the king when they didn't settle with the SEC?
4: Your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, Ripple, XRP, is the king, you know? And, the, and they won this lawsuit, and I'm very happy with it. And, uh, you know, by the way, who do you think is the is the most happiest man who has some connections with the SEC? That's Jay Clayton. He just abandoned the boat just before this whole mess started. You know, because the, the last or the the, the 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 day before he left the company, it was it was almost Christmas. I know it exactly, two and a half years ago. Then he said, Okay, I'll leave, and Gary Gensler was there. And I think Gary will scratch his head again and say, Was this really the best job for me? But you know, he had a job to do, he does it, and uh yeah, it's funny what's what's happening, but for me, uh, you know, XRP, Gensler, uh, XRP, uh, Brett Garlinghouse, Ripple. I love what's happening, and it's step by step. We are we are going to win this game.
2: Mario, one of our good friends, Tony Edward, did an interview with Link to Link to COO Joseph Endosa, and he talked about how many of the banks in America will begin using XRP for their ODL. But that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to use cases. And I'm not sure if we want to dive into this right now, but there was another interesting article I wanted to get uh, your opinion on. This is Coin Bureau, who's somebody been very outspoken about cryptocurrencies, but yet to endorse XRP. Yesterday, he said he had a change of heart after the Ripple ruling. And this is his initial response. I think our listeners should be aware. This is significant because conducting an ICO is one of the SEC's crackdown criteria, as is staking. XRP has neither. Instead, XRP uses a consensus mechanism that's literally called consensus and which consists of trusted nodes that process transactions in the order they come in. XRP is not proof of stake. By contrast, almost every cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin and Monero has conducted an ICO and almost every cryptocurrency coin besides BTC and its forks LTC, Doge, and XMR is proof of stake. So this is what I want to focus on right now, Andrew. He basically broke it down. A lot of the top 100 tokens either had an ICO or a proof of stake, and both of those in the SEC's eyes give them notice to go after them for being securities. I'm not sure if I phrased that correctly, but what we could see is a dark day for most cryptos. What are you anticipating? Do you think a lot of these projects are going to be prosecuted by the SEC, or are they going to start to allow
4: crypto to thrive in the U.S.? (laughs) You know, the weird part with the U.S. is regulation is made in, the, in court. And th- this is so weird with U.S. If I, I, I said it again. If you compare it to other countries in the world and, and, and other areas, they try to solve it. And, and is it the perfect regulation? Probably not. But, you know, to spend so much money. I mean, the, 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 the lawsuit with, with Ripple and XRP, it was millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, we could have spent that money in development and, and, and give and give uh, the United States at least a very good position in this new technology. You know, yeah, they don't want it. I don't understand it. And uh, now I lost I lost your question. but uh, You answered it.
2: <laughs> you don't need to worry, Andrew. You answered it. Mario, I do want to get some thoughts. Let me just read this one more time because we have 455 people here. Maybe some of them missed the beginning of the episode. Ripple published an article yesterday in response to the ruling they received from Judge Torres, and this is something we will not dispute anymore in the crypto community. Ripple's XRP sales on exchanges are not securities. XRP sales by Ripple executives are not securities. And Ripple XRP distributions to developers, charities, and employees are not securities. Mike, drop, Mario. Floor is yours.
3: Right. I mean, look, we we discussed it many times the 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 splitting of the baby right the the being a kind of a 50-50 decision and uh and it really it really couldn't have been much better for XRP uh and and for the crypto market for for that matter but coin bureau you know when it's funny cuz when you listen to his voice he sounds like one of those guys that would do like a discovery channel uh documentary he's got like this really cool voice for for these things but all of all of a sudden we're starting to see a shift. And that shift is obviously with XRP and the spotlight and all these different influencers or or educators in the space, they're now beginning to shine a light on XRP by educating their their viewers in XRP. I mean, the crazy thing is that they should have seen this coming. They should have been more supportive along the way. But you know what? That's okay. As long as they 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 realize it and now they're they're showing their uh their support. I think that's, that's good as well. But um, nonetheless, I mean, XRP is definitely the the highlight of the crypto market and they deserve it. Everybody that's invested in XRP and believed through these last two years and a half deserves to be here right now, deserves to, you know, experience what's to come. And, um, you know, like I said the other day, congratulations.
2: Thank you, Mario. And I'm hesitant to celebrate yet for a couple of reasons, but we're going to discuss it right after I read this. I think you make a great point. We've waited three years for this ruling, and I'd give the ruling a nine out of 10, but we could see our best moments still lie in front of us. And I'm going to be breaking that down in a couple of minutes. Exchanges in the US that had previously delisted XRP have already relisted the token or announced plans to. This would include Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, Bitstamp, and several others. Of course, XRP continues to be listed on many global exchanges. Because multiple foreign regulators, including Japan, Switzerland, the UAE, and UK, already determined XRP was not a security. And Andrew, I want to get your thoughts on this topic in particular. It's a little bit conspiracy-minded, but I think it's worth addressing. Right after the ruling, we saw exchanges like Coinbase, Kraken, and Gemini immediately relist XRP. So my question to you is, why did they delist it in the first place? And why were they willing, willing to act instantly and not having to discuss the ruling really whatsoever? Yeah, you know,
4: it's all fear. It's all fear. And and, and they, they, they all think, yeah, um, um, yeah. what is it? I mean, as soon as they, because they are also like to make money. They, they like the, the the fees they can, can make. So as soon as you can sell it again, but yeah. And on the other hand, it's also a little bit coward behavior, um, you know, but I wanted to say something else about, you know, we said, yeah, this is not the security and this is not the security. However, in this this court ruling it is not said what the contracts that were sold to institutional investors they are still uh, securities that that's what uh, what what it just said so I'm very curious what ripple will do will they accept a settlement or will they also fight about that part of the of, of the selling and um, I mean I, I Brett is a very I think a very honest guy and wants the best for the whole crypto industry. So I think I would love that to see that also that uh, the that, that institutional investors that are buying contracts, that also uh, that they do not accept a, a settlement, but that they say, okay, let's get clarity and let's get a ruling on that point because that clears up the way for a lot of new investments. And what is the most important for a starting company Startup money, yeah? yeah, just just money to to get your project running, and then you need to sell stuff to institutional investors just to get to get started. So you know, and and again, that that could be an, an innovation killer because nobody can start because you need a lot of money, and that's the yeah that was the advantage of of Ripple that they were able to sell yeah a lot of XRP when they were starting their projects, so that we now have at least a decent company with a, a decent cryptocurrency, with decent uh, uh, applications. So, you know, we are not there yet, but there's, it, it's, it, it is exciting times at the moment. Let me ask you one brief follow-up question. And I know I
2: addressed this earlier in the show, Andrew. Do you think we could see a situation where the SEC settles and they actually give Ripple a waiver for those earlier sales? That way they can go and prosecute other players in the industry. I know the SEC wouldn't just want to turn a blind eye on crypto. Even though they don't believe in the product, there's a lot of money
4: to be made. I hope Ripple will not accept it. That, that's my opinion. Can I look into to the mind of, uh, of of Ripple? I can't. And and but I hope because in the in, in favor of the whole crypto industry, there must be clarity. And as soon as clarity is there, you know, then then and it, it's only good for the for the crypto market and, and for innovation. So we, we will see.
3: But you know what's crazy is that did we really have to get to this point to get clarity to the point where you know two and a half years have gone by with this thing happening, a bunch of people being left hanging, um, you know the, the the case was dropped, XRP was delisted, a bunch of people got affected by it, which goes completely against what the SEC stands for, protecting investors. And here we are, two and a half years later, we've got a ruling from. The, the judge and the SEC continues to be in this denial uh, mindset. And if anything, it's continuing to, to, to hurt investors. You know, Congress has not done anything about it. They keep asking the SEC uh, qu- simple yes or no questions. They don't answer it. At the same time, they're not stepping in and saying, okay, these are these are the regulations. These are the, the rules, the framework that we're going to follow from now on. You know, the rest of the world is a- already uh, created some sort of framework. The U S is playing catch up. It's crazy. Like I know that a lot of people think it doesn't matter. It's the U S the rest of the world's already, um, you know, created a framework and it's just the U S but let's face it. The U S still has a huge impact in global markets and whatever the U S does, global markets tend to look at and follow or copy. And so I just, it, it mind boggles me that it's taken this much. And now if ripple gets um you know has to pay a fine or to settle you know it's it's the cost of being in business and i understand that and companies go through that uh it happens all the time it's not going to be
4: the first and the last uh but it's just crazy uh and it's crazy but but mario do you then want to have a situation where all and every individual uh, uh crypto company can be sued
3: No, absolutely not. I don't think that's a good I don't think that's a good case scenario, but I see what you're saying. It opens the door for the SEC to then go after other crypto companies and also sue them for for the ICO. But, you know, that's what I mean. It's it's crazy that it's getting to this point. And instead of the SEC just providing clear, clear guidance or answering simple questions or Congress stepping in, we're seeing this enforcement
2: action. Well, something else that's very interesting, Andrew, and I'm going to let you comment as well, is that Ripple would have been willing to settle and pay the initial $1.3 billion fine if the, XRP commu- or sorry, if the SEC just admitted that XRP was not a security. So that was the caveat here. It wasn't the large amount of cash that the SEC was demanding. It was that if, S- if the SEC determined XRP to be a security, that would be the death of crypto for the short term in the United States. And that would leave everybody like us, me and Mario, people who live in the U.S., I may even consider exiting the country. Most of the ways I make my income have to do with this market, right? And so if they're going to annex this market, I'm going to go somewhere where it's accepted. And I did just want to read one more comment here from King Baker. This guy puts out amazing comments in our live chat. I think it is very clear that on institutions, it is not the token, but how the token is sold. It's clear that selling institutions falls under the how we Test rules. And that's something we're going to be talking to Jeremy Hogan with about tomorrow. But Andrew, why don't you close us out here before we move on? Um, yeah, what, what's, uh, what, what's more to say about it? I mean, Mario, maybe... so Mario's initial topic, I completely forget. We can move on here, guys. I'm having a moment of, of, of lapse. What, what were you just talking about, Mario? What was the question? Well, in,
3: had... The enforcement action and how long it's taken and the whole situation. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to follow up on that, but yeah, I just what? wanted to add to what Andrew said and, you know, state that it's crazy that we have to go through this crazy process. Just to get some sort of uh framework built. And I know that that, you know, don't get me wrong, I know this is how I know this is how things work. I know this is how they play the market, this is how they stall, this is how they yeah. make their money, this is how they fool retail investors. But I'm just stating
4: the fact that it's but, crazy. But don't forget one important thing, they were also buying time for banks and institutions to prepare for the for the for the for the, for, for the crypto market. Because what do they want? They want at least they want to have custody of crypto. They were not ready for that two two and a half years ago. They wanted to do tokenization. They want to do a lot of other stuff, and that's why they kick out, for example, Binance out of uh, out of the U.S. and and other non-U.S. companies. You know, there is so much money at stake here that uh, the, the I think most, one of the most important reasons why this all took two and a half years is just to to grant time to here a bank like Bank of America to uh, yeah to prepare themselves on the on the coming of uh, of crypto.
2: Mario, I think you're going to like this next article because we've been talking a lot about what the ruling is, but here's the impact for the markets. This guy neil.xrp on Twitter, he put out a fantastic thread. I'd love to go through it with our listeners. Judge Torres' XRP ruling was big news, but it was the initial interpretive of announcements that we'll be seeing here are six announcements that we could anticipate. Number one, XRP will be added back to L- Ripple's liquidity hub. And we talked about that with Crypto Air yesterday. Number two, American banks, specifically the Bank of America, could begin using their ODL system. Ripple connects to the U.S. and all currency corridors it's connected to on the network. And we even saw Stuart Alderati talk about United States companies are going to be more willing to use our products after this ruling. The third point is that Ripple announces more XRPL CBDCs with central banks as small-medium countries, each country larger than the last. So what he's, ex- what he's saying is that the CBDC uh, concept is expanding right after this lawsuit. The automated market makers are also being implemented on the XRPL when the proposed XLS30D is passed to allow all participants to earn yield on their XRP at a layer one level. You heard that correctly, guys. You're going to start earning passively on your XRP with very little risk being involved. And here's the fifth and final point I think is worth making. A strong wave of software developers will move their projects away from other blockchains and to be be interoperable with the XRPL. And since XRP may be considered the only uh, altcoin with legal non-security designation for the coming months or years, this could be a major catalyst. And the last one here is just NFTs on the XRPL as well. We are yet to see a major catalyst there. Those are six pretty groundbreaking news articles, Mario. Just give me some quick thoughts and I got our next article.
3: Yeah, look, I think that, yeah, those are definitely things that have been uh, looming in the Ripple XRP space for a while. And I I definitely think that the uh, the XRP being re-added to, to the liquidity hub, I think that's a no-brainer. The banks, I have no doubt that there's, there's financial institutions, banks on the sidelines waiting to partner up with Ripple to use its technology. My only question is, as far as that is has ripple been able to get through the door and by through the door i mean to be in in the inner chambers of the actual system and the people that are the that that are involved with you know the inner systems of the banks with the central banks they profit out of that and i've discussed this how in order for ripple to come in and and replace potentially replace that system there has to be they have to be allowed in my opinion because i don't think those people are just gonna easily give up their control or or their their profits and so does ripple have their foot through the door to that point we've seen them make numerous partnerships outside of the United States I definitely think any partnership with a bank inside of the United States can be probably bigger um, at, at least when we when we look at the hype level it, it can be bigger yeah and so um, but yeah I could see that stuff happening and we're seeing it right now ripple surpassed Bitcoin in trading volume because of the news and because of the hype and XRP was trending on Twitter XRP articles are trending on on news news sites crypto news sites so all of this is very positive for XRP and you know XRP price action ultimately because it's bringing more investors into the ecosystem and obviously as we get more developers that will allow the 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 XRP ledger to grow and we could start to see more interesting stuff uh, come to the XRP ledger and who knows, maybe even NFTs start to, to have a pop, but I, you know, I still have my, I not doubts, but I still have my, uh, cautious. I, I still have a cautious approach when it comes to NFTs. I think that we're yet to see like the full blown utility part of U- NFTs. And so, uh, but I think it's bullish. I think all this stuff is very, very good for the ecosystem.
2: And I do like the common sense narrative that's going on right here, Mario, where they're saying people are going to move away from outdated blockchains like Ethereum, like Matic, things with higher fees, and onto the XRPL for the technology. We got 508 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I want to ask our live chat a question. I would love to play a portion of the blockchain backer and bearable bull interview yesterday where they broke down the price chart, but I want to make sure our live chat wants to hear that. So if you'd like for me to play that interview Play, put a one in the live chat. If you want to continue with our articles, just throw a number two in there. And Andrew, one of the biggest videos that I found yesterday was the CEO of Stellar commenting on the Ripple ruling and how it may impact their project. So that's what we're going to play right now. Here we go.
0: People are curious about the Ripple ruling, uh, the recent ruling, and um, how this impacts Stellar in any way. Finel, do you want to take this one? Yeah, I think more importantly, not just Stellar, I wanna talk a little bit about how it impacts the industry. I think that what we've been waiting for in the industry and frankly, what even lawmakers have been waiting for in the US and abroad is some clarity uh, around things. And we've had a lot of um, activity with respect to the SEC in the US and that's created, I think some confusion on a global basis about how to view these kinds of digital assets. And I think the most important thing about that ruling uh, is the fact that it, it was very clear that a digital asset in and of itself, just the digital asset, Is not a security there has to be more that can create make it turn it into a security and clearly you can do like you can you can transform this digital asset into a security if there's investment contracts and things that you pull together uh, to be able to to make it so but the digital asset itself is not
2: and so that's a huge huge day for the entire industry andrew and of course we talk about it for xrp but listen to what she said about the tokenomics factor of this whole thing I'm gonna pull up that video of Blockchain Backer while I get your opinion. Do you think this is bigger than just XRP? How is this gonna affect other crypto projects and XLM specifically?
4: Now, yeah, XLM. I see XLM a little bit as the is the little sister from uh, from XRP. So they will they will also uh, uh, yeah prof- profit from this uh, this this steps that have been taken. Um, you know the industry major players major industries are now thinking okay where is the least risk the least risk in crypto is in bitcoin and ethereum and xrp and not not all the others however xlm stellar is very near to to xrp so it's also very good um then then they will decide or make their decisions on that it it will be very interesting to see yeah how, how this further will be developed and um yeah, what can you say about it I'm, I'm very curious because gary is angry now so he may will may may uh hire another uh, uh army of lawyers to sue maybe one another hundred uh, crypto projects i don't know what will happen but uh yeah you know it, it's 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 again a step in the right direction and
3: it's 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 funny how we always see whenever xrp moves xlm moves along with it and we, in the previous bull run, XRP didn't set an all-time high. XLM didn't set an all-time high. Now all of a sudden we get the ruling uh, and then XRP moves, XLM moves. It's very uh, it's very weird because at the same time, XLM didn't really have anything lingering above it. Uh, Stellar didn't get attacked by the SEC. So what was preventing XLM from setting an all-time high in the previous bull market? Absolutely nothing. Maybe just thoughts that uh, because of how connected or how similar they are. People thought that they could be next and so therefore weren't, uh, confident in investing in the, in, in the project. But I think that a lot of people say that XLM is for different purposes to XRP. And I tend to believe that they're more of a competitor than people, um, and, uh, think or, or, or look at, but I think that's a good thing. You know, competition, I look at competition as being good because the more competition there is, the more, uh, the more the service or the product, uh. Is, is able to grow and the more people that it attracts into the into the into the service or the ecosystem so I think that's a good thing but it, it's very interesting how we see always this connection with XLM and xrp and we're starting to see the price action also copy it's 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 funny can't hear you abs blow their mind All right. <laughs> My goodness. Sorry,
2: guys. I tried to play that in the background. We're going to play this video right here. This is a bearable bull and blockchain backer breaking down the price action we're experiencing right now with XRP. And these fractals pretty much speak for themselves, guys. He's talking about a breakout that we've only seen once before, and it was back in 2017, where over a 240-day period, XRP went from a fraction of a penny to just below $4. If If we do these same fractals here, and I know history doesn't repeat. It often rhymes. We would see a $25 XRP, but let's let bearable bull and blockchain backer break it down.
1: So see, right? look how bullish the stochastic RSI is moving up. Again, like this stuff, we can cut this off and we can go back. Let's cut off. Let's cut the ruling out. Here we go. We don't even have the ruling yet. Okay. Look at how we have turned up. Look how we're getting everything is converting and we're getting ready to go rocking and roaring already. When we look to these passive, when these have turned up and we get bullish and we get bullish, right? We come way beyond it. Here we go. You look right here, right? We're already past our bottom. Once we're getting ready for our flip and ready to go, here we are, we're getting ready to cross. We're already stochastic RSI. The underlying strength is shooting its way to the upside. What happens? Let's go rule it, send it. Um, And so then price, of course, follows along with the excitement. But the other thing that is uh, absurd by it looking at it like this, it's like, oh, this is a copy of this, right? Almost, right? These are almost the exact same. So this comes from uh, this whole time period back in here in that we, we've had a very similar price behavior happen in here. Like we said, it's the 88.5%. This is 826 days of how long this took to play out. Here we are on day number 820. We're within the final week. Judge Torres rules XRP is not a security.
2: So let me just point out something. I'm going to say what he's basically saying, but in a very suave way. These markets are algorithmically driven. This price breakout was listed in the charts. We broke out the exact same day that Judge Torres made the ruling. And so the question we all have is, is it a simulation or is all the world a stage? But these markets can't be organic. The chances of a breakout happening, not based off the ruling, $20 billion of liquidity in a single day. There's a lot of red flags here, but what he's showing us is that although they're algorithmically controlled, they are controlled to go up over time. And this is what we could be anticipating. Here's another 10 to 20 seconds.
1: Price has shot up. Price has hovered in this zone we're in currently right now. You can see that price also did this last time, right? It eventually broke from this Wyckoff accumulation range, which we can see how similar price action was in both of these, broke from the range and then consolidated in here uh, for about a week but you may have saw that I just showed this guy right in here and that we actually are doing the exact same price structure as we did on that smaller time timeframe um, right in here as we did in this one too, that these are really uh, practically identical. And I, I did a YouTube video on this today too. I said, hey, you know, we're on the four hour time frame, looking at the four hour charts here the thing we're going to be watching for today as i recorded this eight hours ago is to see if we get the stochastic rsi to start shooting up as we did back in here uh before things really started rampaging to the upside uh, funny humor for me and those who watched my video today to see there it is uh, now we're starting to shoot up with the stochastic rsi as we shot up with the stochastic rsi in here which ultimately led to things really rocking and rolling which actually
2: ended up being that moment right there so And so we never promote the hopium or the high price targets on our channel. We we even said it, and there's video of it. Luckily, we do this on camera every day. We were anticipating an 80-cent breakout after the ruling. And if there wasn't any mass adoption or, quote-unquote, big news from American banks, that's where we were going to sit for a little while. And that's exactly what's happening here. But these fractals speak for themselves, Mario. Look at what BCB is hinting at. He is stating that we are in the initial breakout phase where we could see another massive bull run up to about $4 take us right up to all-time high, quick consolidation, and then we get our real breakout. And the price targets are so high, I don't even feel comfortable saying them on channel, but I will. We're talking $40 XRP, according to Blockchain Backer. And this is somebody who sold his Bitcoin at $55,000. He's not one to put out drastically high price targets. So Mario and Andrew, I'd love to get your thoughts. What do you think about all this news happening at the exact same time the price chart is showing bullish momentum? Yeah. You
3: know, I, oh, sorry. Go on, Andrew. You can go.
4: Yeah, first. You know, what is this called? This is social sentiment. This is hype. This is uh, uh, trying to get uh, FOMO at people. I would say stick to your strategy and, and, and make yeah, uh, do your asset allocation and do not make stupid decisions because now because there is so much attention also on XRP. So is it now a good moment to invest? I'm not so sure, you know, if you were dollar cost averaging, just keep dollar cost averaging, do it the same way. But if you never invested in XRP and you say, yeah, now I have have to do it, do it with small amounts and keep a little bit of money on the sidelines just to say, okay, if it goes lower, I have more money to add, to add, uh, add, add additionally and to lower my average price. So in these situations, be very careful because your mind will say to you, Oh, I need to buy and I have a foMO fear of missing out and I must buy it now. You should have bought it a year ago. then, then it was cheap. You know, sorry to say, but be careful of your own mind. It says you all, always the wrong things. but you know just be careful, do your asset allocation and, uh, and, and, and try to play the game as it is meant to, to be played.
2: And Andrew, you make a great point. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make in the crypto market is they come in and they hear about generational wealth and they hear about these massive gains. Then we do a 2X in a day and nobody has any appreciation for it. The market cap went from $0.47 to $0.94 off the Ripple ruling alone. And a lot of people were disappointed. I'm going to throw Charlie Gasparino out there. My portfolio doubled, right? Anybody who held XRP, the value of your tokens doubled in a single day and you're sitting there unappreciative. It seems like you don't have a grasp on how this market moves. When we do get these moments of volatility, 90% of the money that comes in flows out on the back end. So you may as well be appreciative when we get these massive bull runs like we're getting now. Maybe not a massive bull run, but a big catalyst like we're getting now. Mario, close us out before we move on. What do you think in the XRP price chart? Is there a chance? Is there, let's ask the live chat. Live chat, put a one in the live chat. If you think we're going to see a $12 XRP before the end of 2024, we're talking the end of next year. Could we get to $12? If you think we stay below 12, put a two in the live chat. Mario, floor is yours.
3: Yeah. So I actually listened to the entire thing yesterday. And uh, like the main thing that I got from it is that we're seeing this repeat of, of the fractals. Now, an update is off today. Yesterday, when we started to see uh, XRP price shoot up and it, I think it got to like 84, 85 cents, we were still mimicking the fractals. Now we're seeing is today, we're seeing a slight deviation. Uh, We're seeing the RSI cool off in a different direction, uh, which is not following the fractals. So does that mean anything? Possibly not. We could still follow those fractals and have that price explosion. It doesn't mean it's going to follow it to the T. It just means that it's going to continue typically on that trend. But I agree with Andrew 100%. If we look back at the previous bull run, anybody that participated, anybody that sought profits on the table... I'm pretty sure sh- and didn't take them. I'm pretty sure that the one thing they wish they had done is take more profits. And so, it's important to take profits. If you were buying XRP below thirty cents or even at thirty cents, and now you're you're seeing your your bags value doubled, you know take some profits. Why not? Uh, price is not going to go up in in a straight you know in a straight line and not come back come back down ever to retest. So the other thing I wanted to add to from Blockchain Backers analysis yesterday is that although he has those high price targets. He did state that 65% of his bag would be sold between eight and ten dollars. Yeah. Or ten to twelve dollars, something like that. I'm, um, I know it's within the ten dollar mark. So I think realistically, realistically speaking, we can expect the price, or we could expect the price to get to those levels. Those were the levels everybody was anticipating in the previous bull run. The $20, you know, that's a little bit. I'm not saying it can't happen. But that's why you leave a little bit of your bag, so that if it does get to those price levels, you can still take more profits off the table. But to expect anything this year, I said it yesterday and I'll say it again today, I don't think we're going to get new all-time highs this year. I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't think the market and the capital and the liquidity is there to provide us with those gains. Um, And so, but, you know, in the next bull run, once the market flips and we start to get more investors coming into the market... Um, absolutely.
2: I completely agree, Mario. And this is a video, actually, I guess it's a little bit contrarian to what you just said. You think we might not break all-time high and everyone can debate it, but most of our live chat thinks we're going above $12 next year. I guess they're optimists guys, but we got 512 live listeners here. Show us some love, smash that like button. And of course, if we are going to see a $12 XRP, we're going to need usage from financial institutions. And this is a video explaining that.
5: So I'm, I'm super positive that um, it's going to have two really positive impacts from, from an investment standpoint. Number one, it will clear the path for banks to utilize ODL, on-demand liquidity, mm-hmm. because there will be no regulatory burden or liability associated with their buying and selling XRP in the course of using ODL. Right, right, and that what what does that mean? It means that there will be significantly more demand for XRP, and the amount of trading liquidity around XRP will significantly increase. And the second really material benefit is that it will significantly increase the value that XRP escrow that Ripple holds. So Ripple will benefit a because it'll have much greater market adoption for its payment processing product, more customers, more revenues from those customers, but also the intrinsic value of the escrow will increase. Those two things are significant.
2: And Andrew, there's a lot of, we only got a couple minutes left, but there's some people in the live chat asking something. I'm sure many of us have this question. We're so early. If you believe in a project, why the hell would you sell? And the answer to that question is not one you're going to want to hear I don't think we're in a utility phase. I don't think we're at a moment where these projects get utility and go up forever. So of course, 90% of the money that will come in in 2025 will exit on the back end as they roll out CBDCs. And we're going to use that opportunity to accumulate these projects at cheaper prices. We're not just taking this money and turning it into cash to put in our bank account. We're looking for re-entries into more speculative markets. That way we can get some sort of a compound effect on our money. But Andrew, I'd like to get your response as well. Why would you be selling XRP if you believe in it for the long term?
4: Um, let's first say, anyway, if you ask yourself this question, why would you sell? That means you have no strategy. Yeah, because if you would have a strategy, you already know where to go out before you go in. By the way, this is what I teach in my in my smart investor course. So if you say, okay, uh, I have, I have, for example, a double strategy from what I see with people. You can, for example, have 50% of your holdings. You say, okay, I will hold it forever and never sell it. Okay. And the other 50%, I'll do investing uh, trades with it. So I, I'll, I'll buy on the way down and I sell on the way up. And, and you know exactly what you do. So then you should not be able, yeah, you should, there should not be a reason to ask that question but, of course, a lot of people do not have a strategy, so they will sit there and sit there and sit there, and it will go up, 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 and maybe in the next bull it will go up, and then it will go down again with 60 70%. Everybody regrets it. So I would r- really say, guys, before you go in, in an asset, make up your mind where you want to go out. And if you don't know, that's not a problem, but study it, yeah? And, and, and ask people and other people who are successful with uh, with investing, uh, ask them, what is your strategy? You know, and, and, and that, that's what, what I can say. And so, Mario, we're just going
2: to close it out with this topic here. We got 500 live listeners here joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I'm sure you can remember what were some of the disadvantages to sitting and not taking profit during a bull run. Break it down 60 seconds. I'm going to pull up a video.
3: Well, I mean, not taking profits or taking the profits would have given you the ability to one do more with the money, you know, diversify across other asset classes, maybe real estate, maybe precious metals. Um, two, you would have had capital to reinvest when the prices came down. And I know it's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that you know you're gonna you're gonna win 100% of the time. I'm not saying you're going to time the market perfectly. But anybody that's been through a cycle should be able to um feel whenever we are in a bull run that bullishness or that um euphoric moment of anything making you money that's when you know you need to start taking de-risking your 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 investment and start taking profits and just parking them on the side waiting for a correction could you miss absolutely could it continue shooting up absolutely but nobody knows and it all depends i think andrew was right like your strategy needs to be your strategy. If you are the type of person that you have stable income or you're set, you don't need these investments, you don't need the money from these investments, then by all means, hold until forever. But if you're the type of person that you're relying on these investments to um, you know give you more profit or give you more capital so that you can continue to grow your portfolio, then that's another strategy. So all strategies all strategies are, value, uh, are valuable in my opinion or valid in my opinion.
4: Why you make? Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, no, the, but but at least you need to have a strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you're you're fine.
2: So one of our listeners actually asked, "What's an exit plan, guys?" An exit plan is when you create price targets that you're going to sell and take profit at, and then you stick to those targets regardless of the narrative in the market. And although if you're new to this, that might sound naive, but it's actually the smart thing to do. And there's one video I'd like to play before we end this show here, guys. We're at a point where all of that exists. Digital assets confirm the new world of digital tokens. The Bankers Association is targeting their latest goals at this 2023 meeting. Here we go. Digital
5: asset formation, and where the blockchain really comes in is in the formation of this digital asset. And where the problem. I think the audio is a
2: little bit tough there. What he talks about is how now we finally have the technology to announce a global economy, guys. So it's a historic moment. And Andrew Cashel, I'm sure you know what he's hinting at here. We got 505 listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Andrew, what do you think? Is now the time where the World Economic Forum can finally implement their goals?
4: Mm. <laughs> they, they want to, of course. You know, they want it already for years. Actually, I think with the, with the foundation of the of the Federal Reserve there it all starts just during or just before the Second World War. Uh, of course, they want to have a, a world government, but I think also other other uh, powers are, are are going through the world. So I'm not too sure about it. I'm yeah. looking at the time. I'll, I'll give you the chance to uh, to close it out, uh, Epps.
2: Thank you so much, Andrew. And we got 496 live listeners here. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Show us some love and smash that like button. And I want to ask our listeners... Give Johnny Crypto a hard time in the comments underneath. I know he's going to be watching, but keep it polite, guys. Keep it polite. We love you guys. We'll see you in 23 hours. And I want to remind you, tomorrow, we will be having Jeremy Hogan on the show. So that's a really exciting update for our listeners as well. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, give ah, get a shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.
3: I'll do a Johnny Crypto today. Let's go. <laughs>